Ladies and gentlemen, good evening. Hi, I'm Jeff Fennick, and this is 365 Days of Sport. 365 Days of Sport. Yes, good evening and welcome to yet another edition of the greatest sports radio show on the planet, 365 Days of Sport with me, the world's biggest sports fan, Kieran Beefy Blake, and we've got a new sting introduced by the one and only, the Maltese Falcon himself, the Merrickville Mauler, Jeffrey Fennick. Welcome aboard, Jeff Fennick. Thanks for uh, jumping on board because uh, Jeff, like everyone else in Australia came out to see casual Rob Bryers make his <laughs> boxing debut on Friday night. The Marrickville Mauler was out in force. He'd heard the rumours that the casual Kiwi, the rangy Kiwi, casual Rob, was in town on the Gold Coast making his boxing debut. But unfortunately, unfortunately, any attempts to be casual were quickly taken away. As, yeah, uh, very true. What I've, what I've uh, now named the cool and get a brawler. <laughs> yes. Mick Lynch just came Lynch. charging forward. He ducked my first jab and he just got inside and he stayed inside the entire time, no matter how much, how little I could uh, do to evade. It was, uh, it, it was uh, the perfect storm of everything going wrong, really. Yeah, it was a bit unfortunate. I did, uh, I mentioned on the phone today to someone about it. It was the perfect storm, unfortunately, but mm. just the wrong way because yes. uh, it was a bit of nervous energy happening. There, there was a lot of nervous energy. Yeah, we, I was trying to withstrain it, as, yeah. but uh, it's impossible. This is the main thing that uh, when we went over to Perth and Jamie's, um, Jamie Weech, uh, at his gym, there was an English lad behind the counter there who was clearly well experienced. Yeah. And he says, my first fight, he said, whatever you do, make sure you don't let the nerves get to you. So you get, <laughs> if they get to you, you get in the ring and you'll feel exhausted already before the fight's even started. And I was like, yeah, okay, I remember that. And, um, it didn't, didn't work at all. Did not work one little bit. Um, and, uh, I've watched the video back many, many times. About about twenty times, I've watched the fight back now. Really, twenty times? And I cannot, for That's the life lot. of me, figure out why I was tired to the point where I couldn't breathe and I was near blacking out, passing out. Yeah, it's amazing. From tiredness to legs, I could barely walk out of the ring. The, yeah, no, my, my quads I, were that gone. Though. I was wobbling. I was there. I did see. I did see you. Literally, when the referee gave you the count, you just turned away and you just couldn't carry on. You were gone the whole body there was nothing left in the body yeah and i've never felt that tired in my entire life certainly not from two minutes of bloody work (laughs) i made a must have made a complete meal the whole lead up of not not eating enough dehydrated there's a minute i'm just quite annoyed i get angry i was all right sort of after the fight i said well that's what happened it was just a bit of a blowout and that's when i'd have a few laughs i met mick lynch uh my opponent afterwards who was a nice guy and had a few laughs about things but um the more i've almost got more annoyed since since watching it back yeah and just seeing how did it go so wrong (sighs) you can't because in all honesty i was not hurt like i was not in pain just it was was exhaustion yeah yeah you can't say that because i've made the you know a few comments about the fact that Fair, fair credit to you to actually do the training and get in the ring and have the bollocks to actually get in the ring and fight. I, I told you before, I, w- I can't do it. I wouldn't do it. Not anymore. I've done that in my teens. Yeah. But not in a ring mm-hmm. in the lean, mean streets of Newport. Right. Uh, no, I just wouldn't do it nowadays. Yeah. Just could not do it. I'm just annoyed because I don't think I'm ever going to do it again. Because if I'm going to do it again, I have to do loads more sparring. I have to, because that's probably the one thing I was lacking. Yeah. I didn't have enough sparring training against, or certainly not anyone of that sort of build oh, or no, style. Because that was I totally. Had, uh, I had six foot six Neil, yeah. my uh, mate from the gym, who's just sort of just throws 
pretty hard jabs yeah. when, he, when they do catch you, but um, it's a much slower But he wasn't sort of really the raging bull because Certainly this guy, not. as soon as the bell went, literally bull rushed you. Mm. And just started swinging, and you know, if it, if there was ever anything to kind of throw you off guard and take you by surprise, it was that. Yeah, and and then it kept coming. He didn't tire. It, true, and that carried on into the final when when he the, he went against the next lad, and and early on, I thought he was going to get done. I thought he was going to. He had a standing eight count. Yeah, but he fought, he just fought back, and he he would get belted by this guy. I mean, yeah. I caught him a couple of good ones. I watched the replay, and he knocks back and knocks him off balance. But he just kept just kept just coming. This is three hundred sixty five days of sport, and if you do. Jump on our Facebook page, uh, 365 Days of Sport. You will see a full replay of Rob's fight. Mm-hmm. We did uh, live stream it. There was people from all over the world tuning in. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what how many views we're up to now. I thought it was like well over a thousand, four and a half million. I think people were watching <laughs> at one stage. Uh, the word got round. And just people just couldn't get enough. There was world champions. We just before we went out to training, um, mm. Andrew Maloney and uh, Jason Maloney, who's just had a world title fight, send a video message to Rob, yeah, saying good luck and everything. It's just it was crazy. And yeah. like I said, I don't think we did Rob any favors through the build up. To be honest, yeah, yeah, a, really. You're like, oh, oh, I have no doubt most people in their first ever amateur fight get world champions giving them um, <laughs> well wishings and and Jeff Fenix there and, yeah, and Jeff like, Fenix, yep. and they fly over to. Perth to meet uh, the number thirteen welterweight in the world, who's um, you know just just to go catch up, yeah, a bit of well wishings and stuff like that. Is that is that is that what you'd do, Gav? If you were about the fight, well, uh, I'd just like to welcome myself to the show. Yeah, um, yeah Rob, I watched it. I was, I, I've said this to you uh, before, um, everything. But in all honesty, I'm very proud of you, and I, I don't blame you. I actually think the the onus here falls very solidly on the shoulders of one beef lasagna, right, Kieran, okay. Kieran. Uh, Kieran yeah. the beaster here. I think it's his He's fault. Go at him. Yeah, I think yeah. I think this guy. What was his name? The one who who won. Mick Lynch. Uh, Mick Lynch. Mick Lynch. The cooler guy to brawler. I yeah. think he'd been scouting you on all the publicity. There were so no, many well, videos this, of this you. Is, this, yeah, that was again. Unfortunately, Beefy uh, was putting these videos out. Unfortunately, that doesn't stand up because oh, I, as soon as I found out his name and who I was fighting, I tried to find him on Facebook, and I did, but I only found him through his gym Facebook. Uh, yeah. That he's affiliated with, he's not even on Facebook. Oh, right. <laughs> he's he's, he's, he's not, not he's not on social media in any way, shape, or form. He's an old school. Yeah, he, like, oh, lad. he learned from Beefy's mistake, and also Beefy after the first round. He learned you, from Beefy's mistake. Yeah, what yeah. Is that? It doesn't even make any sense. Well, Beefy's putting out videos of you. He yeah. was like, take down all videos, just right. go into the cocoon, okay. and train like a monk. Yeah, and so you couldn't but scout he, him. He's not even registered with Facebook. Yeah. Well, he was, but, but he but I found I found his gym. He went off the grid, Rob. Just yeah. to, off the grid. He yeah. went stealth. No, no, no. In all seriousness, because the thing it, is, it was uh, fr- even when it was done, and normally once that's done, win or lose, if you did all right, you just feel oh, glad that's done, relief. Get on the piss and and not feel bad. But I, I I just was stewing afterwards the whole time. I couldn't. He was. I couldn't, he was stewing. I couldn't relax because mm. I was just like, how did that go so badly wrong? Well, you've got nothing else to compare it to. So I think mm. if you had a second bout, right. then you'd be feeling less down on yourself. What else can you go on? You just had well, one bout. Um, I've been asked by a number of people, yeah. former world champions. Yeah. Jeff Fennick wanted to know. Actually, while we're here, Jeff did leave a message. For, uh, for you. Jeff Fennec left me a message. Just <laughs> Marrick Phil, Phil Mora. Marrick Mora. Congratulations to Rob on your first victory. And, um, we three. wish it was a victory, Jeff. We wish it was. It didn't end in oh, we didn't didn't well, unfortunately. Yeah. Of course, you still, you still win when you give your best to win. Exactly so right. congratulations on that. And uh, to 365 days of sport, keep up the good work. <laughs> Even if you lose, you win, Rob. Yeah. 
That's from Jeff Fennick, former multiple <laughs> that's, world that's champion. That's a message for me directly from Jeff Fennick. Yeah. One of the greatest boxers in history. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Um, Even when you lose. I'll tell you what. I'm, I'll say this one thing. I will do another fight Ooh. if it's against Gavin. Oh, oh like okay. Right, you heard it here first, people. That's it. We're done. I'm How gonna... can someone... I'm just getting a message from Jeff Fennick, one of the greats of all time, and you just sit there laughing. Because he congratulated you, you on the win. What? <laughs> <laughs> He's been punching at quite a lot, Jeff Fennick. You realise like this. Oh, evidently himself. so. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of pressure, Rob. Because even when you lose, it was. Yeah, you absolutely. Win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are we saying there's a, there is a chance... Could be a dumb and dumber type uh, chance. There's a one, one in a million. million. So there is a chance. Um, I can't see anything happening anytime, anytime oh, soon. Oh, anytime soon. That's right. We've got time. Because no. how long till you're 41? Because that's the next age bracket. Oh, time 41. Yeah. Three years. Three years. So yeah. we've we got time. When's the next Masters? Well, they do them every year, I think. But well, the, Pan the Pan Pacific, Pacific is yeah. every couple of years, I think. Yeah, every right. four years, possibly. Well, they did, they're constantly doing Masters fights all the time, I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah. But on yeah. the whole, there were some ferocious ba- uh, battles in there. Just put it in perspective. Like I was not happy with how things went, but there were two that were stopped in the first round before yeah. my fight. Here. There was one, the second fight of the night. The guy had his nose splattered across his face and was yeah. bleeding profusely. Mm-hmm. But fight of the night was a 68-year-old what? taking on a 71-year-old. <laughs> right? No joke. No yeah. joke. It, that got stopped because, in fact, the 68-year-old was probably a bit more sprightly than the yeah. 71-year-old. To yeah. be honest, I think it was a little bit of a mismatch mm. in real terms. But tell you what, if I'm looking as good as that bloke that was 68. Yeah. If I'm looking that good at 68. Yeah, he could still move pretty oh, good. He yeah. looked amazing for 68. So why was it stopped? Because the other guy was looking oh, a bit... Oh, the uh, other guy was probably going to get a pounding. In yeah. all honesty, it yeah. got stopped. Even though the 71-year-old wanted to carry on, he, he, there wasn't really a lot coming back. So nah. he was probably going to get hurt. kind of just leaning against the ropes at one point. You could tell he'd been punched around a bit. Oh. He, you know, you know, no, I'm saying that in a good way. He's probably fought for 50 years, you know. He's probably yeah, yeah. boxed for that long. But, but the, the outcome, if he loses, is not just going to be all right take a breather and you'll be fine he could do some they, serious it, look, in all honesty it's a really really well run tournament big congratulations to jack boot as well who put on the whole thing yes i would, I would agree with that it yeah, yeah. Really well it run. was and, awesome and they the referees put the safety of the fighters yeah first and that's exactly times. because it's totally amateur the referees are looking to probably jump in probably a little bit earlier than you would even in yeah uh, actually probably even before proper amateur fights these are these are novices like you say rob this mm. isn't really even amateur fights this is kind of sub amateur part time. I'm going to say, yeah. So they do really put the uh, the safety of the boxes first mm. because at the end of the day, nobody wants to really get hurt. I mean, mm. everyone's got to go to work on Monday, basically, haven't yeah. they? So yeah. uh, that's the bottom line. Yeah, well, but there are in some of the older age groups, there are guys that have been boxing their entire oh, life. Exactly. That, that spider guy. Yeah, he was unbelievable. Incredibly, he lost, and he was just he copped the pain in, but. God, he didn't. He gave it back. Yeah, he certainly did. He went. For, he went for a punch behind the back at one point. He did. <laughs> he back of the head. Yeah, no, no, front, behind his back. He tried to do a bit of razzle oh, dazzle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was a good move. Oh no. wow! Hey, um, like you got to congratulate the Pampax as well, the Pampax Masters Games, because over ten thousand people converged really? on the Gold Coast this week. Spectators? No, com- 
competitors. What? 10,000 competitors converged on the Gold Coast Jeez. for the Pan Pacific yeah. Masters it game. It must have been. A whole the, range of sports. I never even went up to Broad Beach to check no, out the No, I didn't either. I yeah. couldn't be bothered, really. Yeah. Well, Especially you, once it was over, I you really over said, it, well, yeah. I'm going to the beach. Um, it is. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you what, I've been eating like an absolute fat brick. No, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, have, up. what did you? What have you pigged out on, Rob? Uh, well, I've had a big breakfast pretty much every morning. Nice. Uh, it's coffees. I've been um, pork belly for dinner tonight. Ooh. Last night, KFC last night. KFC? Yeah. Um, <laughs> what did I have on Sunday? Can't remember. Yeah, yeah it's just, just, just went just hell for leather. There. Whatever, just, just clean out the fridge. Don't even worry about it. No. Just, uh, take my Uber Eats or something like like that. <laughs> Uber yeah, Eats? Yeah. 15 that times a night. Even, <laughs> couldn't even bother to get off your bum to go out and get food. Yeah, that's right. Bring it to me! <laughs> but, <laughs> anyway, it's yes. amazing in the, in the long run, this was always sort of meant to be the swan song in some regards. So, because I have done training on and off for a long, 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 long time. And I injured my back very badly from boxing when I was about 31. And mm. I hadn't done it for five, six years. And that's when I came back and did, I started again a year ago. And once I mentioned this, I thought, well, it gives me something to lead up to. And that might be it. I might, I might, uh, finish it up there. And I've realized since that fight that if I'm going to actually get better, I need to do considerably more sparring yeah. and against a variety of different opponents so I can develop some strategies for how to combat different styles, yeah. body shapes whatever mm. and in order to do that it means I'll be need to be probably punched in the head on a regular occurrence and at 38 years old with a, a brain that I do value because <laughs> I don't I don't think getting regularly punched in the head at 38 years old is something I foresaw yeah. as, uh, bring into a my good, life a great on, a, on a regular choice, basis. So I never say never, but uh, I don't see we, at this um, point. It's not, do... it's not top of the agenda at this point in time. No. We do refer back to Freddie Flintoff yep. and his documenting his, his quest to go to a professional fight. But mm. what people kind of don't realise is Freddie Flintoff trained for nine months three times a day. I knew it was, I thought it was six days a week for four months. Uh, sorry, ridiculous. It was ridiculous. Put it this way, Rob was training five hours a week, four four hours a week, yeah, really. Yeah, about that. So yeah, yeah. there's a bit of a comparison there, yeah. isn't there? Yeah. Let's, let's be realistic about it. Well, I right. did I did watch the fight live on the stream. Of, uh, the With the other 4.6 million, yeah. That's yeah. that's exactly right. And um, yeah, that other guy was quite impressive, Rob, and I thought I thought you did really well. We'll have to well. find Mick's number. Enough. If we can get hold of Mick, we'll have to ring him up on the show yeah, and love it call and get a brawler the Saxons will basically get inside get inside the reach and that's that's one thing also you can hear his coach yelling out instructions the whole uh, fight did and he's that? listening to him the whole uh, time and he really? does, he does exactly what his coach is saying so you're so he's down up so he'd come I'd throw a jab he'd get down he'd try to go to the quickly the body then he'd try to go up to my head and he just kept swinging while he's inside and you can't punch because your reach can't get in what I did didn't do. I didn't throw one uppercut, and uh-huh. that, that's that was what I should have done. I didn't try to just throw a, about four or five short mm. straight ones, just straight at his face. I'd only ever throw mm. two punches max just to keep him the distance away. And from you. I think in the in the panic of going backwards, I was probably throwing a few just big haymakers trying to belt him as well. Yeah, yeah. I think you did. Um, and there's various times when I can see that he was slightly hesitant and sitting on the edge of my reach. If I just just could have kept jabbing and just just yeah. had that presence of mind to do that. There's a, there's a million things. Also, when he was in close, I could have just wrapped them up for a bit. Yeah, he could have, you know. could have, should have. It's all about experience. So it's all about things. experience. Anyway, we'll announce Rob's next fight in the next three <laughs> years. <laughs> this is, uh, by the way, I'm just going to let you know, show number 89 tonight. It's good. Not Woo. that matters. But I, it is, I want to bring out the century. It'd be good. That's uh, 11 weeks away, 11 so weeks where away, does that roughly, take us? Probably about February. You are listening to 365 Days of Sport with myself, the Beef Man, Robert 
casual Briars or casual Rob Briars and Gavin Ingham, the chicken man himself. Big bad Gav. Mate, we've talked boxing. we talked your uh, big efforts. and yep. uh, So, obviously, the man, one of the men behind uh, your... <laughs> Failure. Dramatic failure. <laughs> uh, over in Perth, uh, Mr. Jamie Witch, number 13, ranked junior middleweight. What are we going to Super welter? What are we calling yourself, Jamie? Nowadays, what weight is it? You can take your pick, boys. You can take your pick. Either one. <laughs> so, number number 13, ranked, coming up December 15, in Brisbane against Dennis Hogan, the Irish uh, the Irish brawler. Jamie has basically got a world title eliminator fight, basically. If whoever wins is essentially guaranteed a world title shot, basically. So, uh, Jamie is pretty fired up. Actually, talking about animal-themed kind of things, Jamie, the Welsh dragon, which... Nobody knows Thank about you. the dragons. They're, they're real in Wales. You realise this? We've got dragon farms up in North, mm-hmm. up in North Wales, and they're, they're real. <laughs> How are those dogs yours behaving out the back there, Jamie? Are they still under control? Uh, no, they're out of control, mate. Yeah. <laughs> drives, me in, drives me insane, to be honest you. <laughs> who is the little, fris- the little frisky one who keeps uh, having Fenton! a go? Fenton! Uh, Fenton. <laughs> yeah, he's... he's, he's this- Jamie, between the ages of uh, 10 and 12, I was uh, boxing training about, you know, three times a week. So I'm just going to, you know, with that, I'm going to give you some advice. When you go into the ring, I want you to picture those dogs' faces on your opponent. They're his own dogs. Oh, you don't punch his own I'm not, dogs. I'm, I'm, I'm barking. I'm not a kick in boxing, so I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> Yes, okay, fair enough. <laughs> Did you, train, did you train today, Jamie? Uh, yeah, I swam today. I did 12-hour round sparring last night. 12 rounds? 12 rounds. Yeah, I was very sore this morning. So Casual 12 uh, rounds. I went, yeah, went down and swim and sauna, so mm-hmm. that was nice enough. Just, yeah, I, I just got this for you quickly, Jamie. Oh, Jesus Christ! Thank God! <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> Um, we introduced you uh, introduced you to beef jerky when we were over in Perth as well. Uh, are you still on the uh, beef jerky? I've had some. I have. I tried finding it in um, Farmer Jackson. I couldn't find it. Oh. So, uh, Jamie, what's, what's the name of the, uh, the English lad at the gym who's behind the counter there? Oh, okay. that's John, that is. Okay, so John was there when we turned up there, and yeah. I told him I had my first fight coming up, and he said, look, the main thing you got to think about for your first fight is control your nerves. If your nerves get the better of you, then you'll feel tired before you even get in the ring and it'll be all over and uh, I remember that um, but I think I think it made me more nervous yeah of course it does it's never good advice that it don't get nervous you're gonna get nervous like. pass on and thanks for the warning obviously uh, things didn't quite work out Jamie is there any words of enough. encouragement or even discouragement to uh, to Rob because we're trying to convince him because it hasn't gone you know his, his way the first time out but there's something deep burning inside him that really wants a second fight. What yeah, can you want? do it? Ooh. Do it. You you you'll only you'll only get better if you do it again, and you'll only can't be a demon if you do it again. Mm. You know, you got to put yourself in them uncomfortable environments and just rise above it every time. Oh, oh, rise above God. it every time, Rob. I love it. Really? I love it. Without this is that. a man that loves punching people and loves getting punched. Remember <laughs> yeah. that. He's a dragon slayer. Uh, don't be saying that. My wife is in the other room there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie, you had, you had any more uh, polite Instagram exchanges with your opponent there? Uh, no, he's, he's kept himself to himself. Mm-hmm. Um, don't know. He's got it quiet. Too busy doing all these functions and stuff, so... 
Okay. Um, Abby's overlooking me now, so mm-hmm. I'm going to go and punch the head off him come December. <laughs> Beautiful. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Like. For all our listeners in Brisbane, please, please look at uh, Brisbane uh, Convention Entertainment Centre, December 15. It's the all or nothing Dennis Hogan, number one ranked super welterweight taking on number 13 in the world, Jamie the Dragon Weech. And like I said, it is all or nothing for these two. Uh, it is going to be an absolute barnstormer. And um, another friend of the show, Wes Kappa, uh, is slated to be on the Horn Mundine card as well, November 30. But uh, I believe he's had a little bit of an accident in work. That's a shame it is, really. The, um, that's what happens, I guess, when you're a plumber. You drop in pipes on things, like, you know. Because, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he deserves to be on that bill because all of Australia is going to be watching. Oh, and- 110%, yeah, he's a class actor, Wes, and he can dance too, so uh, put a cherry on top, you know? Yeah. Former world Rob, kickboxing champion. that's what you should have done. What's Jeez. that? Rob, that's what you should have done, went in there doing a bit of Michael Jackson moonwalk in. Yeah, well, funnily enough, you when know? I'm not getting punched, I do quite a good job of that. <laughs> uh, James Brown comes on, Rob's on the dance floor. Hey, Jamie, can I ask you... Punching females. <laughs> oh, come uh, on. Um, <laughs> Jamie, can I ask you a question? In the lead-up to the fight, in the, in the last couple of days before the fight, we, what's your approach? Are you a bit like Muhammad? Ali, will you be talking the talk to him, or do you just go quiet? Do you try to intimidate him no. out of the ring, try to get into his head uh, with some quirky sayings, um, or do you just do you just go quiet? What's your approach, Gen- generally? I I, yeah, I, I don't do a lot of shit talking, to be honest with you. I just like getting in there and getting on. That's the bottom line. <laughs> the I just, do the talking. I, yeah, I, I get put on a spot. Like, it takes me three days to come back with a comeback, you know, so... <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I just leave the, the shit talking to Conor McGregor and all them idiots, you know, mm-hmm. so... We'll write some fight. for you and, and, and you can just memorise them and it won't even matter if it makes sense. No. you just got to be confident, confident look yeah. intimidating and they'll just, just go... Just look at Donald Trump. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> exactly like Donald Trump. <laughs> uh, we have to uh, have to let people know as well that Jamie is uh, sponsored by Masita as well, as is this show. Uh, Masita, the best sportswear in Australia, branching out into fight sports, including Jamie Weeks, the Dragon, and Ant Connolly's elite fight management team everyone will be wearing Masita product and uh, take a look at Jamie Weech's myclubshop.com.au all his uh, memorabilia and merchandise is there please support this because all profits go to Jamie and uh, we- he wishes he was a full time boxer but there's not a lot of money in these uh, kind of second tier fights at the minute you've got to make the world stage to rake in the million so uh, every last dollar will be going towards Jamie and uh, hopefully he can give up lawn knowing for good <laughs> thank you boys I, uh, I also got another little thing there now I've just I jumped on the bandwagon there now for men's mental health for mm. Movember. Oh, beautiful! And oh. I've got this uh, cool little moustache going on, and Great. I walked out in my my red Masita t-shirt earlier and my white shorts, and then this is like, oh my god, you look like a seventies footballer. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> Who would you liken it to? Uh, description was it sort of a bit of a, is it Ian Rush or is it a ooh. bit like uh, more Freddie Mercury type of a moustache? Yeah, Freddie. Freddie. Okay. Felt a bit of a creep walking in a swimming pool earlier with it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you would. That's what happens if you go on the women's, you know. Oh, <laughs> all right, mate. Well, we'll let you go because we know you've got to get your rest. You're up early. Uh, thanks for joining us. We will touch base here before the big one. Awesome. Gee, 32 days. I can see it right in front of me. Woo-hoo. 32 days, hey. Jamie Weech. All right, buddy. Look after yourself. Thank we you. will uh, talk to you soon. Awesome. Catch you in a bit. Thanks, mate. A passenger who complained about the lack of a window at his seat has received an unexpected response from the crew. On a recent flight in Japan, the flyer allegedly got grumpy when he was sat without a window. So the crew came back when he went to the toilet and put up a piece of paper that drawn a window on with a couple of clouds and a bit of sea. <laughs> and apparently and they taped it to his bit of wall. 
Yeah. And uh, absolutely hilarious. And apparently um, he won Best Pleased. Uh, it's received um, 15,000 likes, 8,000 uh, retweets. Some one of the tweets says, What a compassionate world we live in. How lucky he must be to be gifted with such unique scenery that nobody else had. So it was uh, he requested a window seat, obviously. No, he was just and upset. Then, and then he only got part of a window. No, he didn't even get any window at all. He but had he was, literally... was he on the side of the plane? The, what would be deemed a, a window seat? Yes. Okay. But just having to be where he was. Was, was there right was no window. Windows. Yeah. Well, what's so great about a window anyway? Once you take off, well, there's nothing. I, I think I did look into this, and I think it's really he... the wall that you lean on to sleep on. As exactly well. right. Yeah. I'm practically, it's amazing. I think what he was upset at is the sun in in the window had a smiley face. Yeah. So I think that's what okay. tipped him over the, the edge. In the, thing... win- in the window they drew. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They put a sun okay. with a smiley face. The one thing I can say about flying in Japan, though, yeah, the view of Mount Fuji oh, is that was pretty awesome. spectacular yeah, from yeah. a plane. Got footage of that. So they didn't put that in the picture. Yeah, no, they didn't was, put Mount yeah, Fuji. That's why he was annoyed. But Mount Fuji is that is got to be one of the most kind of spectacular takeoffs and landings. It's the, the perfect cone shape. It is. Yeah, and it's always got snow on it. Uh, can I talk about towels? Towels on tennis. Tales like stories. Towels. 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 What's gone wrong with tennis? It's towels. a hotly debated debated subject now. Right. Because they've just had this tournament where the players have been told they have to get their own towels and the ball boys aren't allowed to give them towels. They have to go and Why? get their own. They, there's a new towel rack. Now, I'm not making this up. They, they've installed a towel rack on the side of the court and if the players want to go and use their towel, yeah. they have to go and get it themselves. So what were some of the disastrous circumstances where they felt the whole towel uh, manifestation of behaviour was totally going awry that they had to instill this new system? Well, Who were uh, the towel renegades? The towel were- renegades. <laughs> there's, a, there's a bloke, number 50, in the world, he's called um, Stefanos Sitsipas. So it's Stefanos Sitsipas's fault. It basically, he, his he fault, abused yeah. the current towel system. He did. What's he done? What because he... he actually came out with it. And said uh, he actually said, "I was always, you know, had to run for the towel. Always had it in my mind when I was playing. Mm. Uh, I heard Sitsipas say it's the Bobo's job." But it's the ball boy's job to give you balls. That's, That's what I see the ball boys as. They feel that the ball boys are not yeah. capable of dealing with both no. balls and towels. Well, that's all the ball girls. But the issue is the way the players have been treating the ball kids. Ah, see, it's, it's an ex- uh, sort of a bit of expectance, like it's a, a rite of passage that they have to uh, fling them their towels when, in fact, they were never employed to do that. They're doing them a favour. That's right. By doing the towel thing on the side, that they, they have to focus on the balls. That's their job. Yeah, it's in the name. Yeah, ball kid, ball boy, exactly. ball girl, ball person. It's Are like they- if you're a car. Wa- this guy I worked with, he was a car washer. Yeah, and he used to complain about washing cars the whole time. Oh, really? Like he didn't realize that was his job. Clues in the name. It was all mm. that was there. He wanted to do anything but wash cars, but he got a job as a car washer. Crazy. Very stuff. poor logic. Maybe the union got involved in this situation. The and- union, the ball boy union. Yeah, yeah that's, that's right. Formed a union. Yeah. Um, yep. It says in the report. Why don't you be the head of it, Gav? Have you been a ball boy before? No, no, I was. I was too short. Really? Yeah. That's mm. just quite discriminatory. Oh. I still, I'm, I'm a towering five foot eight. Well, I you still wouldn't be allowed. Maybe now you're tall enough. No, still not. The ball boys, is this I've seen one shorter than five eight. I, I ring up. Maybe e- you're not agile enough now. Maybe I, you're too old. I ring up every year, and they still. Yeah, I'm thirty thirty you nine now. Be like Kramer, Kramer. <laughs> yeah, that's still one of knocked the, back. The that's a shame, Gav. Funniest episodes of Seinfeld right. going the uh, Kramer and have the ball. Have you sought counselling over that one? No, I've given oh. up. Okay. 
Um, it does say in the report, this is a welcome sight for many who have been made uneasy by the way some tennis stars interact with ball kids when being handed mm. a towel. Um, Alexander Zverev, uh, he also said, I think you should also prevent players from taking the towel after every single serve and every mishit return. Sometimes it does get a little bit ridiculous in my eyes. Mm, um, interesting. So part of this, this uh, new trial system as well with the towels is uh, they're also trialling shorter sets where the first of four games takes the set. That's great. Shorter mm. game of tennis is the best games. Right. Uh, there's a tiebreak at three all. Uh, what else is there? There's uh, Hawkeye making all line calls. So you, Nick Kyrgios can't even abuse linesmen anymore. There yeah. is none. They're mm. gone. No, he'll get stuck into the technology. Um, there's no advantage scoring. So basically first to, uh, well, what's after 40, Gav, in a tennis score? Uh, what 15, juice. 30, 40. Juice. juice. Well, there's no juice anymore. There's advantage. just game. Is this trial What trial rules no, or is this coming in? There's no this more juice. In this tournament. No more juice. Oh, this one-off um, tournament. Oh, that's stupid. Medical timeout limits, shorter warm-ups, and no lets on the serve. Oh. So if it hits the top of the net, Did play you, on. So you only got to win three points. And you win the game. Uh, 15, 30, 40 in game. Four points. Four this points. is obviously the T20 equivalent of tennis, I'd have to say. Um, there's a shot clock as well, by the way. There's a yeah, shot clock on serves. T20. Tennis yeah. 20. Tennis 20, I'm going to call it. Well, I think this is the new way forward for tennis because it is. What's 20 got to do with it? Well, like T20 cricket, the, the shorter, sharper, but more... Cricket's not, twi- not tennis. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> How many hits to the head did you get, Rob? Well, well, the me? Yes. You? <laughs> What, why, why are you relating cricket to tennis? Well, I'm saying this or, is... Or relating the name of it. It's called T20 because it's 20 overs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. from 50. I'm saying the T20... That number is, re- is of relevance. Equivalent, equivalent. It's a French word, um, meaning, listen to me now, Rob. It, it's, a, it's a T20 equivalent of tennis. A shorter, sharper... But you, you were calling just... it Tennis 20. <laughs> you called yeah, it yeah, Tennis 20 you adopted that name. It's I thought tennis, it was quite witty. Tennis 4. Witty? <laughs> yeah. How is that witty? <laughs> It's moronic. I think you're ready for the second round. Jesus. Um, I should have been there on the Gold Coast. You should have. Yeah. Robert a punch Yeah, you. really missed it. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, back to tennis. No, we finished with tennis. No, I d- we didn't come up with a better name for this tennis. Oh, t- speed tennis. Oh. Speed tennis, yes. Mm. Or tantric tennis. <laughs> If it's short tennis, what? No, that's longer. That's turbo, turbo tennis, turbo tennis, tempestuous tennis. Or if it's a shorter version of tennis, let's call it ninus. Oh God, ennis? Is that what you meant? Ness. Ninus, tennis, ninus, or eightus? Where is ninus? That was quite funny for Gav. Actually, we've got to respect that. Come on, Rob. Quite good. Sevenus. (laughs) Oh jeez. Sexus. Oh God! Yeah. Gosh, um, right. that was an actual proper pun from it was, yeah. yeah. It was, yeah. What about three? It was actually clever that I didn't actually get it. <laughs> Zinger over your head. What about mm. threeness? You can keep shut going. up. <laughs> Just shut up. Anyway, nineness was good. You should have stopped there. Yeah, yeah. It was actually quite useful. <laughs> In fact, you never ever repeat the same gag. You repeated it like <laughs> I mean, eight times. You've done right? comedy, haven't you, before? Well, maybe. <laughs> You know when someone pulls out a gag and it's funny and then they try and repeat it three months later? Yeah, but I didn't get the result. Oh. You were too slow. Anyway, go, go on. Go on, Beef Cheek. Oh, did you see this? Golden State Warriors offer $100 monthly passes, but you don't actually get to see the game. Right, okay. So you get a season ticket for a month. You go in the ground. You just go in the stadium. And mm. you sit at the bar. Yeah, basically. <laughs> what? So how badly do Golden State Warriors fans just want to get in the building for home games? Well, the team sent an email out to his fans on Monday offering a monthly in-the-building pass. The pass simply gets a fan into the team's Oracle Arena for every home game 
for $100 a month. Mobile Pass does not include a seat, no access to the seating bowl, doesn't even include a view of the court. The team says fans who purchase a pass will have access to the arenas, bars and restaurants and can watch on the televisions in the club areas. This, this sure isn't like a practical joke. <laughs> it's only available <laughs> on... Go. Let's see, let's just try this and see how it goes. Imagine everyone actually pays for this. Yeah, I know. What <laughs> And they did. It's only available on uh, days that games aren't on. But this is the weirdest thing, right? Warriors spokesman Lisa Goodwin said the team plans to sell 200 of these passes every month starting in November. The pass automatically renews each month all the way through the end of the season in April. Uh, you can't buy it for the for finals, though. So you basically regular season games. There are currently 44,000 people on the Warriors season ticket list, waiting list. Wow. What? 44,000 people on the waiting well, list. Yeah, well, that kind of, I guess so. But I'm just imagining in this marketing guy in the meeting. <laughs> All right. I got this idea. <laughs> We're going to sell tickets to the game where you don't see the game. Yeah. Yeah. What, do you, what do you think? Jesus. You get to hang out with the fans. You get a drink in the bar. You get to eat our food. Yeah. Don't worry about the game. Yeah. They, they, they won't even know they can just watch it in another bar and it's the same. <laughs> yeah. It's all about social media, so people will take selfies and put them on Instagram with the TV in the background yeah. of the game. Well, we've been to uh, Oakland. It's not exactly the most prettiest of neighbourhoods nah. where the old Golden State Warriors mm, play. It's getting either. a bit hipster now, though. Oh, is it? They, mm. They're coming in because they can't. No one can afford to live in San Francisco. Yep, true. Yep. It is believed this is the first time a team has offered fans a ticket merely to get in the building without actually watching the game. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys, since 2009, and the new stadium have offered standing room only tickets to games called they're called party passes but people only in the first couple of rows can actually see the field. The Warriors will play, I love this bit, the Warriors will play in front of a sold-out crowd for the 300th consecutive time on Tuesday night. Uh, streak began in 2012. Only three teams, Oklahoma City Thunder, the Miami Heat, and guess who, who is the longest-running NBA team to have active sell-out games? Oh, certainly it's got to be uh, Madison Square LA, Garden, New LA, York Knicks. LA Lakers. Nah, bloody surprise. There's 751 consecutive sold-out games. Uh, Detroit Pistons. Oh, no. Detroit went through a bad time. Oh, did they? You ne- I don't uh, think you'll ever get it. Um, who's uh, who's another team? Chicago, Chicago Bulls. You would have oh, thought yeah. it was the Bulls, that's wouldn't big, you? That's a big, big no. uh, I wonder why. Team. They went through a bad patch, though, where they were bad for a while. Uh, post-Jordan. Is it got to yeah. be a team that there's nothing else in uh, town? The Utah no, there's Jazz. Lots, there's lots in town. This is the it's big thing. Los, Los Angeles Utah Clippers. Jazz. Portland, are they Trailblazers? Yeah, Portland yeah, Trailblazers. It's not them either. Seattle. Uh, Seattle's been dead for oh. yeah. 12 years. Supersonics. Sean um, Kemp still playing up in the Superdome. Still eating. Uh, how many other teams um, do I know? Gee, it's it's a it's a city that's got a lot happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, can't be Orlando. There's nothing happening in Orlando uh, unless you go to Philadelphia. Disney. Oh no, they're awful. They wouldn't have sold out many games. They oh, will now. They will now. Mate, I'm going to tell you because it's a surprise to me. I'm Dallas like, Mavericks. Uh, of course, Dallas. Mark Cuban. He's, he's very seven hundred and fifty-one. Oh, of course, I've ne- been. I've never a few, even heard of I'm him. I'm going to be honest with you. I've been to a few Mavericks games in the past six to seven years. They're not sellouts. No, uh, they just say they're, yeah. they're sellouts, but there's no one sitting yeah, there. There's nobody sitting there. I have to say, with Oracle Arena though, they got uh, busted a number of years ago because uh, there was. Was uh, quite a difficult stadium to play in if you're an opposition player, yeah. and they said because it was just so daunting, the crowd was so loud. Well, so it came out that the reason why it was so loud is because the Oracle Arena staff were bumping up fake crowd noise <laughs> into the speaker system. <laughs> yeah, beautiful, massive decibel strategy. You can imagine if there's a couple of curtains up, people would be trying to put their head through the curtains just to. Oh, I was at the game the other night, <laughs> and then there's more jobs for security to stop those people looking. What else we got? We got anything happening? Um, Formula One news. We 
we haven't had Formula One news for ages, but it's not even news because it's Last not even. Last week we had Formula One news. Yeah, we have Formula One news every week. Mm-hmm. Um, this is Seb- Sebastian Vettel, that well-known prankster. Uh, prankster. Yeah, he's, he's <laughs> as funny as Kimi Roggen. Come on. Uh, this is him in in practice. Okay, there's something loose between my legs. Copy from apart from the obvious. So repeat. There's something loose between my legs, apart from the obvious. So something flying around my feet. Okay, copy. Yeah. Around my feet. I mean, I'd be proud if it was what you think it is, but it's not. Gags. It's not bad when you're driving along at 300 kilometers an hour, just uh, yeah, yeah. cracking gags. He did a bit of a gav, though. He repeated the joke just in case they yeah, didn't hear it the yeah, first yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But, yeah, Sebastian <laughs> Vell, the... Uh, the jokes are himself. I wonder if that'll be known as the gap from now on. The repeated joke. <laughs> the yeah, but I didn't say in my joke. I didn't say. Uh, um, I didn't say the word obvious. It was uh, very obvious, but I didn't say obvious. So it's a double obvious. Double. Obvious? So he's got four obviouses going on there. Oh right. It was obvious, and then he repeated yeah. it, which is double obvious. But he said yeah. obvious in both versions, so it's four obvious. Okay. I never say obvious. You went tennis, niners, eighties, sevenists, sixties. You got down <laughs> yeah, to three years. I didn't say the word. So that's six times. I didn't say you the did word worse, obvious though. You, you did it worse than Sebastian. Yeah, it's less obvious. I didn't say obvious. Obvious it is. Um. <laughs> Let's play Balderdash! 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 It's a fun game! It's a fun game, alright! Sporting Balderdash! Oh, my Tell word. You That's punishment for the masses right there. Hey! Rob, try Rob, sitting right in front of that, people. It's not a pleasant sight. Rob won last week at Sporting yeah, Ball. Did you hear that? I <laughs> oh, was we, there. Oh, you, were, you were there. Yes, I <laughs> and I won the that. week before that. I was here. Beefy is out of form. Oh, yeah, I wouldn't be- say that you and I did well, Rob. I'd just say that Beefy is bad. And did Paulie? Did he? I wouldn't yeah, say we're well. in a purple patch. I'd say so, he's in a white patch. Okay. Sporting Balderdash. It's the game everyone's talking about. Are you ready, Beefy? Have you been training? I've been training yeah. for Sporting Balderdash. I've been All playing. Right, here we go. Been hitting people on the planes. He's been an improv class practicing his yep. acting. Should we uh, give yep. him uh, points? <laughs> yeah. Started yeah, handicap. Bad. Handicap. To be or not to be. So, Sporting <laughs> Balderdash, if you've never heard this game before, and I don't know why, because everybody's talking about it, everybody's playing it, uh, we make up a name. Could be real. Yep. Could be and fake. With the exciting answer of true or false. Exciting. 50-50. And uh, <laughs> we give the person the name, and we do a bio that's made up. It may not be made up. It could be real. Mm. And the other people have to guess whether it's made up or it's real, whether it's true, whether it's false. And you just sit on the edge of your seat waiting the to hear that excitement is... Every one of you. Come on. What? 4.8 million people watch you live boxing and there's only one person listening to our show. Come on, Rob. Come on. Be honest. Well, this week I think you're in for a beefy. Rob and I made a pact that uh, no matter what him and I say, we're just going to we're gonna stitch you up. Rob doesn't that's, play that that's way. Not Rob true, doesn't actually. play that I'm way. I'm just going to... I don't even need... In, I, I, last time I did was just guess you guys right the whole time. That's yeah, all I needed. He did. He won. Well, yeah. beefy will never know if this is true or not. Anyway, Maybe let's I'm... get on with it. Let's play! Let's hear it. Sporting Boulder Death. <laughs> <laughs> Number one, <laughs> Willie Thrower. 
he was the first black quarterback playing the NFL for the Chicago Bears. He went undrafted in 1953, only played in two games for the Bears and in the for across the whole season, and then was released. Willie Thrower. False. False, false, false. That's 2-0 to the beef. Willie oh, Thrower. Is that true? Was Where the first black quarterback in the NFL 953. That's were you happy when you stupid, got that one? You were like, that's a, that sounds fake, that name. Were you happy yeah. with that? Yeah. Close. Oh, that's genius. the worst, worst victory in the history of ball. 2-0, Willie it's Thrower. come out with a hook. That's ridiculous. Anyway. Sharon Stone. Mm-hmm. Australian rower, 1976. Uh, they didn't win any medals. And she wasn't really that hot. <laughs> what was her instinct like? Complex. Pretty oh. <laughs> complex instinct. Sidestep, boom. I am going to say that that <laughs> is false. Oh, what? I think, I think Sharon Stone may not have been a rower, Rob. Sorry. It's a false. It's a false. How'd you going? Yeah. For a second. It was a serious name. Just blatantly <laughs> yeah. stolen. There was no change, no creativity. Oh, that's the way Rob plays. So it was different. I like your approach, though. Come from anywhere. All right. So, yeah. I, I had Rick James in one time. Don't yeah. forget, that was real. Uh, you haven't was... driven past many fast food joints this week? <laughs> Red. No, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> Rooster. It will be coming to you. Number one for me, Arthur Hill. He was a cricketer from Britain. Captained the Samoan. Now, let me get this name right. Kilakiti, it's Samoan cricket, uh, side, he, he captained the Samoan Kilakiti side to a victory over Tonga in the first cricket match in 1885 with over 200 players taking the field and batting. Samoa had a higher score, but they lost the match because they could not feed their guests, which was the ultimate rule. Well, Kilakiti, that's Kilakiti. false. That's false. I think it's true. It's all true except the name. Like combined oh. the whole lot of stuff. All that stuff is absolutely true, just not in yeah. that one match. And I don't know who Arthur Hill is. No, that's good. So it's a, it's a fun one. Kill, kill, kill. They have over 200 players. Yeah, yeah. Three, 400 players. You've got to look yeah. up. There's a Papua New Guinean form of uh, cricket, which they play in the islands, and there's, it's really nothing to do with cricket, but they dress up in huge fancy dress and everything. You need to see the video. It's awesome. They just—they they actually do play cricket. cricket. Yeah, no, they actually do but play cricket. But it's really about dressing up. It's really about dressing up and the facade of what's uh, it called? Village. Oh, I can't remember. Papua New Guinea cricket. Look up uh, islands. It might be uh, Javanese or East Timor, uh, one of those. But Papua yeah, New they used to play each other. All right, Experience cricket. Number two, Randy Burns, former NASCAR driver from Alabama. He actually appeared in both Stroker Ace and. Days of Thunder. Burns accumulated 18 wins out of the 362 races over 18 years. Most notably, won the first NASCAR race held outside of North America, which just happened to be at the Calder Thunderdome. False. I'm going to say it's absolutely true. I'm related to him. Randy Burns. No, Randy Burns is not a NASCAR yeah! driver at all. I'm still related to him. But um, Dick Trickle is a NASCAR driver. Really? That's, yeah, Dick Trickle. I wouldn't have known He's that. not even on my list. Okay. Richard Trickle. Days of Thunder, huh? And Stroke Ace with Burt Reynolds. Just, just too damn fast. Wasn't, wasn't that film basically just Top Gun on a, in a racing car? Yeah. Well, I, I've never seen it, actually. Days of Thunder. Haven't you normally? No. Nah. John Lard. John <laughs> Lard? <laughs> Yep. Right, okay, John Lard, sorry. What the na- you can say any name, but it'd be funny. <laughs> yeah. John Lard. Who's a blocker for the Cincinnati Bengals, 1978 through 1982. <laughs> yeah, carry on. I'm loving it. John Lard. What's so funny? <laughs> You're looking at me, that's off. what's funny. Yeah. Who's a, a big fat ass? Oh, John Lard. Mm. What do you weigh? 
Does he got his weight there? No, no, I didn't no, get no. it. Didn't get fat. his weight. It was a big he weighed drama. fat. He just weighed big. John Lard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say, fat, you fat liar. False. <laughs> it could be Drew. This I've not. I've never heard of anyone be called Lard before, though. Lard. <laughs> John Lard. Straight to the point. Simple. False. False, Rob. Damn. Oh. oh. You can't. That was good. You can't. Yeah, John Lard. Oh, I'll get you. I'll <laughs> get you. Number One day. two for me, Arthur Simmons was a Brit who was found guilty of cheating at competitive Scrabble and banned for three years by the Association of British Scrabble Players. Found to be cheating because his witnesses saw him put fresh tiles back into the bag and replace them with new ones. And he denies the allegations but said in his defence, when I've cheated, I and, and I have cheated, it's because I've been so bored by the board game that I've longed to bring things to a conclusion. Hmm. Arthur Simmons. Simmons. False. True. Absolutely true. True. There you go. It's, it's, I was a bit nervous. I did research, spent more than brief time researching that about is uh, Scrabble a sport in African right. African countries have elevated the status to an official sport. So I thought, ah, oh, let's get it. And it was BBC articles. Game of skill. Yeah. Stupid. Randy Wolf, another, uh, former Major League Randy. baseball pitcher, played 16 seasons with nine different teams, most notably with the Philadelphia Phillies, made the All-Star team once in 16 years. True. Randy yeah, that, Wolf. That's how, uh, that sounds familiar. I'm going to say true. What do you mean sounds familiar? Randy Wolf. Hmm. Yeah, it is. He was uh, Randy <laughs> yeah. Wolf. He really was. Your last ditch attempt to throw me off the scent. The Wolf scent. The Wolf scent. The scent of the Wolf. The Randy Wolf. Perry Perry. Saucy Perry was devil. a Portuguese bullfighter in uh, 1956 through 58. He was killed by a bull. Is that it? Yeah, ended his career in 58. Perry, Perry. Perry, Perry. I'm going to say that is false, and you just didn't have enough time to put anything <laughs> funny into that one. Uh, I'm going to say it's false, because I don't think the Portuguese do bullfighting. Ed, what is your middle Perry, name? Perry, Perry, sauce. What, what is your middle name? Perry. <laughs> Perry, Perry, sauce. Casual Rob Perry, Perry, Bryce. That's what he is. It was all false. Yeah. Yes. What is your middle name, sir? Yeah, it is that. All right, number three for me, Dennis Shapovalov is a Canadian teenage tennis player. Prodigy lost a Davis Cup match against Britain when he reacted badly to the umpire's call, losing his temper, and whacked the ball right into the umpire's eye, fracturing his eye socket. False! Oh, Rob. It's true, man. Well, I wasn't listening. Dennis Shapovalov, yeah. I don't hear a word you said. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Rob zoned out. Yeah, it's true, guys. Uh, yep, Canada had to default the match, and yep. as this was a tiebreaker match, Britain took out the match, and yep. that leg of the Davis Cup ousted in Canada. Good work, Dennis. He literally twatted a ball <laughs> out of anger, and it hit the umpire in the eye. Oh, I remember that yeah. now. He felt pretty bad. He was Canadian. Yeah, yeah. But, you know. that's right. Next time I'll listen. Uh, Randy Dix. <laughs> Randy Dix played three, se- Randy. played three seasons with the, uh, in the NHL with the Boston Bruins. After a standout college career at the University of Minnesota, Dix failed to live up to the expectations and after being released, played in the European leagues for another eight seasons before returning back to his native Minneapolis. False! False. The University of Minnesota does not have a hockey program. Of course it does. The Golden Gophers. I'm just making, I'm just being confident in my lies. The University of Minnesota, the Golden Gophers, they're well known for I'm ice hockey. sticking with false. Yeah, yeah false. it is. Uh, Randy Dix doesn't, yeah. didn't play ice he hockey. He has a dog Isn't called... it the Minnesota Vikings or the Twins? No, that's the, twins? The, no, the college team is the Golden Gophers. Twins is oh. baseball, Vikings, football. Yeah. Yeah. Pat Fedek, he was a Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> He started off so well. He was a Canadian. 
Did he play sport? No. Nah, no. Just a Canadian. Canadians love Canadian sport. Canadian bobsledder. Yeah. Oh, Pat And Zanuck, um, yeah. the same games that the Cool Runnings was at. <laughs> oh, yeah? The 1990 Auckland Commonwealth. Which that was? <laughs> Auckland. The 1990 Auckland Commonwealth Games, yeah, the bobsled. The, the Cool Runnings ones at that yeah. place in... Um, John Candy. Where yeah. was that? Montreux or something? Yeah. Yeah, Mont- yeah that's what it said. Yeah. Um... <laughs> And he was the driver of the Canadian team. Oh, yeah. And um, they didn't win the Swiss <laughs> one. <laughs> Two man or four man, Rob? Six. Um, Six men. Um, but Canadians, you know, they had a team. Jamaica, we have a bobsled team. One Sharice and one Junior. One in the Yulbrenner and Sanka. Dun, dun. Jamaica, no we can relieve. <laughs> Sing your way through. It's good. I love it so far. So what's he called? Pat Fedick. Oh. What do you reckon, say uh, Gav? False. <laughs> Are you sure? Yeah. I think Pat Fedick, uh, when he won that Commonwealth gold for bobsled in Auckland. Yeah. Um, it's also very, I'd say your your effort there was pretty pathetic as well. Yeah. Oh, I'm saying false as well, Rob, unfortunately. I love the cool runnings tune you did, though. It was great. Did you know, I looked up that because I just thought of that as a stupid name. I looked it up. There's some guy who calls himself Pat Fedick. Oh. And he's, but he's like, uh, he's in some sort of punk anti-system oh. severe band. Wow. Yeah, and he does rants and, they're called anti-flag, I think they're called. That's Henry Rollins' No, band. that's Black Flag. Oh, Black Flag, okay. Yeah. I have to say, you are very good at coming up with these names. <laughs> hey, I only um, realised half By the way, with, that. uh, with four, four, I wish, read, I wish I'd kept them all now. Four names to go. They're on, they're on tape, right? Yeah. Oh, recorded yeah. with four names to go uh, Beefy 9 Rob 4 Gav 9 oh Beefy's looking down of a sweet right Gav <clears throat> number four for me in 1988 two years before the famed uh, Auckland Commonwealth Games Chad Rowan an 18 year old basketball star had a scholarship to the Hawaiian Pacific University um, but was spotted by a Japanese tycoon at a funeral of a family member and offered a contract to become a sumo wrestler he accepted and went on to get a 654 Four, win, 232 loss record in Japan. Later tried MMA and, of course, pro wrestling, mistaking wrestling as an actual real sport. Chad Rowan. Oh, jeez. So you could have just changed the name because that story is... It's Sally the Dump Truck, surely that's the story and he's changed the name. So I'm going false based on that. Mm. So you think... Because it's in Hawaii. He was called the Hawaiian Dump Truck. You know Sally? Yeah, Sally, that's it. Yeah. But Chad Rowan... Yeah, but there's you a think, few, there's you a think few I would Hawaiians. stoop that low to get a, an actual bona fide story and just change, change the, name. the name? Yeah, we do. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay, fair enough. Yeah, false. Yeah. False for me. You're just giving away, Gav, because I, uh, I was leaning towards true, but now I know it's false. It's uh, crazy. Oh, I just fooled you. <laughs> yeah. I did that just to tip you over the edge. I knew I had Rob. Yeah. It is absolutely true. Akibono. Akibono. That's Akibono's real name. He was Hawaiian, six foot eight. He was yeah. 500 pounds, 11 championships, but his this was his ring name, Akibono. Yeah. Akibono Taro. And Rob, of course, you're Taro from... Taro is from Tonga. That's right. And it's a it's a carb-based it's, it's, it's starchy a, it's a, food. Yeah, it's a root vegetable. It's what makes Polynesians be Massive. large. Oh, yeah. There you go. Oh, that's so what I've been just, on. He's just taking the piss and I'll call myself Akibono well you need a surname um, uh, I could go some Taro right now uh, we'll call ourselves Mr Taro good work Gaff Chad Rowan Arthur Pinter or Pinter Belgian sprinter specialises in 200 metres he's still only 17 Arthur has got a personal best time of 22.61 seconds Arthur Pinter where's he from Belgium. Belgium. Uh, Belgium sprinter. Uh, I think I've said false every time, so I think I'll go true this one. Yeah, I'm going to say false because he's half a pint. Half a pinter. Half a pinter is actually a Belgian sprinter. 
Is that true? That is 100% true. <sighs> did I get it right? You did, Rob. Yeah, five. Oh. T- tough at the top here. 11-10 right. to Gav at the minute. Oh, Gav. Shane Face. <laughs> Shane Face? Yeah, he is an Irish hurler. Ooh. Uh, he was renowned as a fierce drinker of the Guinoir. <laughs> and he played for Limerick. Shane Face. Shane Face. How do you, how do you spell it? How do you spell his surname? F A E S. Oh, Face. What do you got, Beef? I don't know. Limerick. What's, what's mm. Limerick? It's a, it's a football it's a soccer. Region. soccer. It's like, yeah. <laughs> no, is it a football team? Soccer team? Yeah, uh, Gaelic football. No, hurling, you said, didn't you? Yeah. Not that it matters. Not that we know. True. Yeah, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say true on the odd occasion oh. that Rob has ripped out. False! Oh! Yeah. False shame face. shame face. That was inspired by thinking of stupid P- names. Pie and face. I, I thought of shame face. <laughs> And then I changed shame to shame. No, no, it, right. it was, it was and your performance. I actually wrote F-A-S-C-E, not F-A-E-S. And I you changed it, I changed it at the time. Right and I even, as I was saying it, thought I couldn't remember what the last letter was. I said F-A-E. Good performance. All right, Gavin, it comes down to this. It's 11-10. All right, number five, lucky last. Joaquin Booty was a major league footballer, the Oakland Raiders. In 1967-68, he played 20 games, was known for his high level of confidence. Got into a media war with George Foreman in uh, Booty's rookie season. Um, Foreman at the time was a highly touted amateur and Foreman challenged him to a bout and Booty knocked him out in the fifth round and this was the last boxing match before Foreman went pro. Mm. Where did you pull that story from? There's no way George Foreman well, would have lost to some... Him. They, there's no way he would well, have lost to some... But he's nah. a... But, nah, this is false. I'm going false as well. He, he was a massive footballer, Oakland Raiders. Yeah. All right. 67, 68, nah. Can't well, I've never it. heard the story. No. Nah, Foreman was like a... Just because you haven't show. heard of it. I'm going, I'm going, I want to hear that story. I'm going false. False. Well, based on Facebook, Joaquin Jack Booty lives in New Jersey and is a labourer who owns two black Labradors. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. That's his claim to fame. Yeah. (laughs) No points for Gav. I got it to eight, I think, now in the end. uh, What an effort. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yes, you did. What a comeback. What did you get? Eleven. So it's a a tie. Oh, oh, is it a standoff boulder dashing? We'll have to think so. We're, we'll we've got to play an ad, to, and then we have to work out. out. You do your research, and you oh, do oh, whatever oh. you got to do. We've got a one-off. A one-off. Takes me at least seventeen hours to, to come up with these things. The Jeez. first ever sporting boulder dash off the cuff. All right, we've hit a new low here on 365 Days of Sport Radio Show. Because for the first time in sporting boulder dash history, a sport for the dashing and the bald and the da- and the boulder dashing, uh, <laughs> we have a complete dead heat of 11 yeah. points all. Uh, so immense pressure. So we've gone for a sudden death, 90 yep. second dash off, um, boulder dash off, a quick draw. Do we go? Do we want to go? Do we have a preference on who goes first or well, second? Beefy traditionally. Oh, beefy first. traditionally. Oh, the batting. Yep. So stepping up to the plate. All righty, beef man. Danny shit you. <laughs> Footballer played over 300 times, more notably for Watford, Queen's Park Rangers, Millwall. Also played 32 times for the Nigerian national team. Danny shit you. Danny shit you. Could you give it to me again, please? Ooh. Danny shit you. Gav's Footballer played over 300 times, most notably for Watford, Queen's Park Rangers, Millwall. Also played 32 times for the Nigerian national team. 
Danny, shit you. There it is. What say you, Gaffingham? I'm going to say false. Hence, no, Danny shit you is real. Really real. He is played a long time in Britain and uh, 32 times for Nigeria. Does Gav give his spiel? Well, I've uh, won. That's sudden death. I've won nil. Penalty share. Oh. Oh. We'll we'll have yours. I'm fair. Penalty share. You get a chance. You get a chance to serve. All right. So, Master Han He. Well, he's clearly made up, Master Han He. What did he do? Master Han He won the first ever um, Taekwondo in- World oh. Games Championships in 1981. After his opponent went away to meditate and didn't turn up to late. the final. He was late. He was late, didn't turn up to the final match and was found dead. <laughs> wow. Two, two weeks later. Oh, he's World Hide and Seek Champion. <laughs> it's still undefeated. It's still- yeah, yeah. Um, Master Han He. Taekwondo in 1981. The world, the, I've just got this off the internet. The World Games, the Taekwondo well, World Games, I'm going to say championships. It's got to be false because Taekwondo really didn't exist before 96. What say you, Gav? Well, it's all true. Master Han, he is yeah. the highest ever danned Taekwondo. World Games of the Taekwondo, whatever the World Games were. Yeah, yeah. First one was in 1981, but he's just the top of, he's the top, he's the Bruce Lee of Taekwondo, he didn't. Right. I don't know if he won. That bit was false. All the rest was real. I almost had you. You were like ninety six. I was like, yeah, nineteen eighty one. Just go for the old little thing. No, it will be uh, if he wins. Yeah, he yeah. clearly, that clearly was, wins. Yeah, clearly. That, that Went into bit. overtime, and I thought I had it. Well, I, we're gonna have to assert some rules, right? Yeah, I know. Like, uh, I don't, I don't like this. Give something that's like ninety eight percent right, but you say one thing that's yeah, wrong. That's and wrong, isn't it? I, I don't like yeah. that. You either gotta make it up. You gotta make it up or you don't make it up. That's it, you're not playing the game. Yeah. It's not sporting Balderash, is it? Mm. It's just not, not sporting Balderash. Well, I've never been in um, that position before. You were gonna say, I remember something earlier you'd mentioned to me as we were coming to the studio about, mm. um, the new Fox cricket campaign. It's just not cricket. Oh my word, Robert. Really? You love your cricket? I don't know yep. much about cricket, but, uh, did you see the new Foxtel ad for cricket? Nah. So they've got a new ad for cricket that came out about a month ago. Because, and, um, because obviously cricket coverage has moved across the Fox yes, at the moment. Yes, Yes, yeah. yes. So that's why I haven't been seeing the one day as I forgot exactly. it. And I think they, uh, they're trying to add a few distractions to the brand of cricket at the moment. Right. So we've got this new ad on, on Foxtel and what they basically do, it's about cricket like never before. They're talking about the evolution of cricket. So they show Australian men through the years from the old war times through to recent times showing new versions of cricket and each man is un, is just unbelieved about this new version of cricket. So the first one is this colonial era. There's batters are coming out with with pads on their legs. Yeah. And uh, there's these two regal gentlemen in the crowd and they're saying, oh, wearing pads, it's just not cricket. And then they cut to the Victorian era and there's someone explaining the overarm bowling and then someone in his moustache says in top hat, oh, it's just not cricket. Early 1900s is a newspaper um, article and someone slams it down, six ball over, it's just not cricket. They cut to uh, a poster for women playing cricket, then the one-day players in the 70s wearing colourful costumes, mm. and the third umpire, of course, in a backyard cricket, and, uh, and then, of course, the T20 and labelled as Australian baseball, and all of them, all these men are just like, it's just not cricket. Well... See what you say, Rob. I want real Australian. I want to see real Australian cricket. So I want to see an Australian cricket team actually win a game at the moment. 
That's just not cricket. I want to see Warney knocking back a beer and a, and a cigarette on the field. Mm. Otherwise, just not cricket. Or Australian cricketers copping punishment fairly and admitting that they're wrong for uh, ripping up a ball on the, the field of play and not thinking they're above the rest of us. Because mm. that's it, not cricket. I actually have seen that ad. Yeah. You're a fan? But the, uh, what was all that crap you had at the end? Was that what you said you want to see? That's what I want to see. That's I want to see real see. cricket, not this he made up. Sees Australia win a game, Robert. It's the bottom line. Yeah, Did see. you know? Here's a statistic. In yeah. 2018, in one day cricket, 50 over cricket, yeah. England's won 74% of their games. Mm-hmm. New Zealand's won 70% of their games. Mm-hmm. Do you know how many New- Australia has won? Uh, two from 18. Minus 70. Nine, 9%. 9%, yeah. Two from eight. Yeah. That's oh, that horrendous. Probably before winning the other day, but Which, they've lost the series 2 1. Double, so double up to one, 18%. They were one from 16, I think. One oh, win from 15. No, one from 15. Now they're two from 18. That's yeah. atrocious. Yeah, it is pretty atrocious. No one's really paying attention or something. Well, they're giving they're just up, getting away they? with it. Giving up. They wait until the saviour, Davy, walks on water, Warner. Well, they back. just sort of, if it's not in their country, they seem to not really no. f- notice it. Don't know. Don't but know. We're, we're consistent. Consistently okay. bad, yeah. Mm. Anyway, we have to thank Mesita, the best sportswear in Australia. Yeah. The cheapest, the best quality, and they'll even give you sponsorship money to buy more sportswear. Get in touch with them, mesita.com.au. one three hundred Mesita as well. Tell them Beefy, Rob, and Gav sent you. Apart from that... We have absolutely flown by. It has been an absolute pleasure to bring you 365 Days of Sport for another week. We'll see you next week.